Hello? 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 Hey, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can. How'd you get on this time? Uh, I had to enter the PIN number and uh, with a pound key, and then uh, it was star 62 to unmute. That's why you couldn't hear me. <laughs> That's confusing. I'm amazed I was able to get on. Yeah, they got the system all fucked up now. They changed it around the last couple months to make things more difficult for me, so I have to learn their stupid new system. Wow. Well, well, man. All yeah, it's just been a miserable week. No, I'm still in lots of pain. At least I can actually walk now. Yesterday, I could barely hobble. Yeah. It used to was that you could set the controls on these shows for. 15 minutes, half an hour, uh, 45 minutes, an hour. Maybe you guys still have And uh, now they've changed it around, so the least you can set it for is an hour, which is a pain uh-huh. in the ass. Good God. Wow. Yeah, no shit. What the fuck? Is someone else on the line with us? Is it a conference call, or...? No, I'm yelling at my roommate for playing crappy music. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks. Okay, so we're basically just going to be covering Saturday because that's uh, when nobody else is up there. So you uh-huh. are the only observer other than me. Okay. You want to cover Friday night as well, or no? Well, yeah. I mean, nothing. We were up there. The rest of them all piled oh. in Saturday night. That's when they get to do their parts. Okay. The only part past uh, where they show up that you need to talk about, of course, is in the middle of the night when you got up and you saw one of them. And that part I'm going to put in the middle of where, in between Jeff's death march up to the Standing Stones and when Bigfoot was harassing him in the friggin' tent. <laughs> And by the way, both those guys are standing out here having a cig right now, chuckling. Yeah, I bet they are. <laughs> oh, crud. I know. I just wish we had a damn picture where your tents were set up. You guys totally failed on that one. Always take a picture of your campsite. Well, it's... Because then it's if it gets dragged across the field in the morning, you get another picture of it. Go, look, it moved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, drug across the field with you in it, that'd be fun. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. I was contacted by somebody in Australia that that happened to one of the people in their group, and they were out yowie hunting a damn thing, grabbed the tent, and started dragging it across the campground, and almost made it to the woods with it before anybody else was awakened by his screams. Oh, my gosh. And it wasn't a small uh, tent. You know, he had, like, huge full-size, uh, you know, bed and portable refrigerator and all this other crap in there. So <laughs> grabbing the side <laughs> of a movable house and dragging it across this field while the guy inside screaming and yelling for help. Yeah, just picks it up and carts it off like a wheelbarrow, huh? <laughs> yeah, wheel just drug him off like Santa Claus's <laughs> sack of toys. And then the oh, other one man. they had is when one of them, the juvenile, got too close and he thought he was going to be all sly and 
apparently be on an overhanging branch right over where their campsite was, and it didn't hold his weight. And he fell onto the roof of the Land Rover and dented the roof. And then, like he was stunned for a second, jumped off and started running into the bush. And that's when they saw him. Oh, man. <laughs> that would be too funny. Well, not funny. Yeah, how are you going to do that with an insurance claim, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's the problem there. Uh, I got hit by a meteor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> What else are you going to do? The tree fell on it when we were in the woods. That's what did it. What's all this oh, hair? It was a hairy tree. A hairy tree. That's a crazy <laughs> yeah. thing. Oh. I you just know. had a. I, I get people telling me stories all the time that are never going to come on the show and tell them, you know, and some of them are just like friggin' awesome. There's one lady yeah. down in Australia that contacted me and she's had them around her place for like decades. And they were sort of wow. like when she was. A little kid like Kat, they were following her around, watching her all the time. And apparently one day they were, had already been warned in school to always go in groups of at least two because there were chomos in the area. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, they're marching home, her and a, a smaller girl, and there was some guy in a truck sitting by the side of the road. Said, hey, come on over here, I'll give you $2. And she's like, no, I'm not supposed to talk to strangers. I'm not a stranger, I know your dad. He told me to come pick you up. Well, it's dad's name. Uh, and he guessed wrong. She goes, no, that's not Dad's name. You And Dad didn't tell you to come pick me up, but I'm going to tell Dad that I saw you here. <laughs> and they go walking down the road a little bit faster. And uh, they they went down the road, you know, when, I can't remember exactly how far she said, but a good ways. And they thought they were hearing something off to their right-hand side sneaking through the woods. And then all of a sudden they heard this screaming, just uh-huh. blood-curdling screaming. And something was running through the brush toward them. So they kind of dodged out of the way, and it was this guy with his arms over his head, all ripped to bloody shreds, probably from the brush he was running through, and just screaming hysterically. And he ran sort of toward him until he got out on the road, and then he ran away from him, back toward where the truck was. And then they heard like oh, a tree wow. fall over in the woods, and uh, saw a couple more of them shaking, and heard like a roar like a T-Rex. And it started moving back toward where the guy was running toward the truck. So they kept going the other way. <laughs> that's, the, that's the neighborhood neighborhood's squatch watch. <laughs> yeah, he'd been watching her since she was a little girl, and he saw this fucking pervert sneaking through the woods trying to sneak up on her, and he didn't like it. Oh, my goodness. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I bet you that pervert won't try sneaking through the woods, grabbing any little girls around there anymore. <laughs> Fucker's lucky he got away alive. Squatch would definitely kill you for that kind of shit. Oh, man. <clears throat> so, fun oh. stories of Sasquatch. So, anyway, we had a really boring time compared to that, but... Well, I don't know. I wouldn't call it boring. I'd call it a pretty good uh, pretty good first outing for myself. It wasn't that hair-raising. No, it was really Make interesting. Sure you- Make sure you got your uh, your phone sound good and clear, and you don't wander around where you get bad signal or anything like that. No, nope. how am I sounding? Pretty good, or? Well, you sound pretty good right now. Just don't move around and break up or anything. Okay. Yeah, anywhere you can get up. the best signal, yeah, anywhere where you can get the best signal, that's where to be. Okay, I'm not gonna. If you got a good good, if I'm in a good place, I'm gonna stay right here. Okay. Alrighty then. Well, wait for this jet to finish going over and I'll get us started then. We'll just kind of go into uh, 
basically what happened. You're uh, a listener to the show and you like the show and decided that you wanted to go to the Coloma trip since you couldn't make the uh, meet and greet. Talked me into letting you go. And then basically <laughs> what happened from there. Okay. How about using my name at all? or That's up to you. Yeah. I was just going to say Shane from Washington. Okay. All right. That works. I think there's a few Shanes out in Washington. Well, not. I hope so, anyway. <laughs> You've come to find out you're the only one in the state. Damn it! No, they all know who I am. Well, all right. the, only crazy, the only crazy thing is coming out of the closet, you know. Uh, that's coming out of the squatch closet. Well, you're not. If okay. nobody knows who the hell you are, then they don't know anyway, so it doesn't matter. Okay. A lot of the people that go on Wes's show don't use their real names and stuff too because they don't want to get harassed. So, first name from somewhere, which may or may not even be their first name. Usually, it's actually where they're from, though. <laughs> All right. So three, two, one. All right, and we're on to our next guest now. This uh, gentleman's Shane from Washington, and he was a uh, listener, watcher of the show, and couldn't make it for the meet and greet, but wanted to get out and do some squatching this summer. So he contacted me and uh, you know, practically had to beg and plead to get me to let him to go along. And uh, he went <laughs> on the Coloma trip with me. And, uh, you know, the main reason I wasn't, I didn't have that open to the public just because that place is so damn dangerous, and I don't want to be responsible for anybody that hasn't been in you know dangerous places before. So, uh, but he convinced me with his uh, background that he could definitely handle it. So, I invited him to come along, and with that, let me bring Shane on. Hey, buddy, how you doing? All right, how are you doing, dude? Oh, I'm doing better. Yeah. I'm doing better. I'm slowly recovering from all the beating I took the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I know sleeping on the ground really sucks. It's bad for yeah. me. Yeah, it's pretty tough. I feel like Bigfoot stomped on me, even though he didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it was. I want to thank you for taking me out there. I mean, it was uh, it was an experience. You know, it was my first squash trip, and uh, I'm surprised with all the activity that we're able to hear and all the prints that we're able to see. You know, um, it was crazy. You know, should I just start talking about uh, Friday when we got up there? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to, if you want to just start there, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I was kind of careful about wanting to take anybody with to that place. It isn't because the other places that we went the previous weekend weren't active; they are. It's just that Coloma is not only active, but it's like they live there. They don't yeah. wander through there occasionally. They live there, I think. And the place is haunted on top of it. So it's really, you know, like a pretty dangerous place to be for, um, yeah. you know, people that haven't been in dangerous situations before. So I was pretty reluctant to really to bring much of anybody along with me on this one. I had two people talk me into it. Yeah, well, you know, as far as all the noise that we heard in the brush, you know, that was, it was bigger than deer. I know that. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, up there you got two options. Either it's a nocturnal cow or it's Bigfoot. That's pretty much it. There's not much of anything else that size that could be wandering around up there. So, but yeah, we got up there on Friday. You know, everything was just set up camp and it was pretty calm. You know, we ate and then sat around the, the portable campfire because it couldn't burn. We had the yeah, and that, that was another... 
another dimension of the creepiness there, folks. We're under a burning ban, so we couldn't have a campfire. So the two yeah. of us are camped in the middle of a ghost town with, that's infested with Bigfoot in the dark, essentially. Yeah, with only the glow showing on one side of the campsite, too. So that was kind yeah. of weird. But, yeah, so we're able to able to hear just uh, some crashing, just some movement in the brush, you know, further away from us um, that first night. But uh, nothing, uh, nothing, you know, really big happening, I guess. But it still was a, yeah. the creep fact. The creep factor was up there. That was oh yeah, point. for sure. Yeah, and I, just to let everybody know, if you've seen the previous Coloma videos, we we camped in exactly the same spot where I was previously. The truck was a little bit closer to the road than Researcher X's SUV was, and my tent was in pretty much exactly the same spot as where I had it shaken three years before. <coughs> so I knew in that position where they were going to sneak up on us, and it was on top of the big slag heap uh, to our, uh, what would it be from there, north, and then the yeah. uh, hillside to our in south. The... Yeah. yeah. So we're and kind of that was where they, right, we're sort of in a little hollow down in between the two of them, right on the, the richy rich part of town, apparently. <laughs> Some of the buildings are still standing, uh, <laughs> partially anyway. Um, but yeah, the uh, that was where they were at last time when we were up there for four days. That's where they kept, we kept hearing noise and where they were keeping an eye on us, and they just pretty much duplicated that behavior when uh, when you you and me were up there Friday night. And it was pretty quiet, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of other background noise, so you could hear it pretty clear when there was something moving around. Oh, you could. And um, the thing it was is uh, night noises. It was just seemed just quiet, just quiet. Mm -hmm. I didn't... Uh... Oh, God, yeah, it was quiet as a ghost town. Yeah, so that was that was the other that was the other thing. Hearing something big, you know, creeping around in the brushes out beyond, you know, the second night, you know, the other guys got there. That was a we had more activity, you know, where we got out and we were walking around and at dusk there, at late afternoon and dusk, we saw all kinds of prints and uh trackways. We also found possible structures. Well, yeah, yeah. You and me Obviously. found a couple of trackways during the course of the day before they showed up. But the suck thing about it was, even though we followed them a long way, there was no like discernible imprints that you could see. Yeah, it was. It wasn't a cow path, and it was too wide to be a deer trail, and there wasn't any deer or elk scat on it, and it was all mushed down. But there was like no nothing you could actually go. Okay, that's a print right there. Just like, here's no, this weird yeah. path, what's been making this, you know? <laughs> so that kind of irritated me, because usually when I find something like that on a hillside, there'll be a print on it somewhere. So I knew what I was looking at, but we couldn't find a damn print to save our lives. And then the other guy showed up at, like, what, 5.30, and within an hour of getting there, they're finding prints all over the place. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, I'm, the thing is, you know, I'm, being being somewhat new to it, you know, I've seen I've seen some prints and impressions, you know. Yeah. But uh as far as uh, Yeah, we had no I shouldn't say that we got totally stuck. We had some maybes. We didn't have anything mm -hmm. that was like good enough to photograph and go, okay, for sure that's a print. It was like, yeah, maybe uh, you know, those yeah, are, those ones are always kind of irritating because it's like, ah, why didn't you step a little harder? 
<laughs> Leave a better plan for us, damn it. You know, you found an interesting thing during the day too. We came around uh you came around one side of one of the, the old ruined log houses there and said, Hey, check this out and I came walking, I was going up the other side and came in through the uh the doorway of the collapsed building and walked over to where you were and there were two nice big uh what would you say about like the uh, oh, the size of a one plum or something or maybe yeah. yeah, about the size of a plum, the other about the size of a good-sized apple. Yeah, and two, you know, perfect chunks of quartz laying there. And this yeah. whole town had quartz chunks strewn all over the place. And we know there's a connection between Bigfoot and quartz. So there's your there's your other connection for you. And then uh, in the morning again before the guys showed up, I wanted to mention this because this, this one kind of really got me. It was about 10 o'clock in the morning, and I was making my way back from the cliff face, and you were over working on the truck. You got the hood open, and you were reconnecting mm-hmm. the battery on it. And from way past where you were, all of a sudden I heard two really loud, clear as, you know, anything, wood knocks. And I said, hey, did yeah. you hear that? And he went, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and that really got me. It's like, wait a minute. It's 10 o'clock in the dang morning, and there's a wood, there's a wood knocking at us? Seriously? Yeah, at least there wasn't like a rock clacking or rocks being thrown at us. That was I was Yeah, well, that would have been. <laughs> <laughs> well, as it turned out then the uh that evening after everybody got there and it got dark, we were all gathered together and Jeff had his uh, EMF meter going just sitting there on the ground and that thing was going off quite a bit. Unfortunately, we didn't film any of it. We were just kind of busy being stunned like the last time when I was up there and it happened and I would just uh, stared at it for about 20 seconds before I realized I had a camera and I should be filming it. But uh, <laughs> they redeemed themselves when they walked up to the Circle of Stones at midnight. That's later on in the show. Yeah. But anyway, um, in between them going up and doing that and uh, and all the, you know, just darkness falling, we heard a lot of noises around the camp again. And well, we had yeah, Jeff's dog we up here. there. And that dog was looking at something out in the woods for about 20 minutes and Hardly even moved a muscle. It was really keyed in on something that was that had them uh, alarmed. Yeah, that was the thing. I mean, we're hearing while they're listening to the, looking at the EMS meeting, meter, checking that out. You know, the dog was dog was keyed in on something in the woods, but uh, also you know, hearing out in the background, you know, the movement was actually closer this mm-hmm. time. Even with all of us there, they were closer they're further closer to us than they were the previous night like i don't know they're getting bolder i guess it's kind of funny or more curious that's what i'm thinking yeah well one night there's just two people there now the next night there's five this is a trend a trend maybe they're not too in favor of (laughs) which was also which was also kind of kind of wondering you know uh, like they're going to challenge us or something Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. I I ended up not making it very long. I was hurting pretty bad, so I think around one o'clock or so, I went and crawled in my tent and uh, tried to go to sleep. And then, what time did you guys go to sleep? Around two? Yeah, I think we stayed about another hour. You know, and uh, we're just swapping stories around the fire. You know, talking lowly. You know, kind of low, but we're still listening to the movement and the brush around us. You know. And uh, eventually, we finally, you know, we get ready to go to bed. And, you know, and I 
I'm sleeping in the back of the truck in a canopy, you know, after the first night. And you know, you're the only one that is. Everybody else is in yeah. a tent. There's four yeah. tents there and you sleeping in a truck. I'm sleeping in the truck. I thought that would be smart, but no, uh-uh, no, I'm sleeping in a big fish bowl, you know, and that was kind of freaky, you know, I shut my eyes and what else is going to be looking in at me? But <laughs> after a while, you know, you just get too tired. You just say, okay, I'm just going to fall asleep. But the worst part is uh, having to wake up and then uh, climb out of the truck as quiet as you can and go do your business. So anyway, I think it was, I think I think it had to have been around four o'clock in the morning. So I hear the call of nature and I say, okay, I'm going to get out and get out as quiet as I can. And I climb out lift the back of the back lid up and uh, climb out over the tailgate, pause for a little bit, and uh, I hear some movement in the brush that was to the south of us, you know. I hear it, you know, and then it stops. And then I just walk out to the front of the truck and take care of business and wait. You know, and I hear some more movement over in that direction. You know, and I slowly walk back towards the back of the truck. And then uh, I stand there and look, and because the wind had cleared out a lot of the smoke, and uh, we had a half moon full of light there, and I could see uh, distinctly, you know, shadows and trees and so forth like that. But the freaky thing was, you know, I hear movement again, and then I see a shadow move out in between two trees and uh, where some brush are, but it's clearly taller than the brush. And that brush, it wasn't that tall before. So, bushes. Yeah. So... Yeah, kind of. And again, this is this is over on that same wooded hillside where we've been hearing movement and getting activity both times I was up there. Yeah, yeah, off to the south there. I think it was south anyway. Yeah, but but the whole thing, the whole thing about it is, is uh, seeing the shape that wasn't there when I got out of the truck to begin with. Okay. And uh, hearing the movement, going into that same position, and then seeing the shape there. So I uh, get my flashlight out, and I start over to the side, and uh, slowly click it on, slowly sweep it across that area. And uh, sure enough, you know, and I keep I keep the light moving. Right, and. Uh, Thank God I didn't see eye shine. I probably would have crapped my pants then. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh, sure enough, I see the shoulders kind of at a forty-five degree angle, shoulders in the back of the head, you know, and it's uh, brown to black, you know, and it's definitely not green, you know. It's just there, you know. So I'm pretending I'm a bush. I'm a tree, you know, but just as Whoa. Still, still, yeah, and, he, 
he's smart enough to be turned away from you so he won't get any reflection from the eye shining in the in the oh. flashlight for you to see him. Yeah. And uh I flash keep the keep the flashlight going, you know, I keep going further. I'm not hearing any I pause and I don't hear any movement, then I move the flashlight back over again. Same shape there. But then I'm also making note, you know, um the thing was, I didn't see any ears. You know, it had to have been hair covering, you know, right back of the head or whatever. But um, sure enough. But if it was know, a bear standing up on its hind legs, you would have seen ears probably. Well, yeah. And uh, for that length of time, you know, I don't think a bear would have stood that still on its hind legs. That'd be just, yeah. It would have been would have facing back down and took off. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this is the, I kind of paused as I came back again and kept the flashlight moving again. And then went back a second time, a third time over it. And then I'm thinking, oh, crap, what's going to happen? i got to turn this flashlight off, you know. Well, I, I turned it off. And that's the freaky thing, you know, you lose your night vision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For a few seconds, yeah. you're like, okay, I can't see a damn thing. What did I just do? Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even try to keep one eye shut, and I don't even know if that would have worked anyway. But um, the whole thing, the whole thing was is after after turning it, turning the flashlight off, um, then hearing the movement continue on, you know. Um, it didn't turn back. It just went on and then went back in, further into the brush, which was yeah, – that that was really freaky. I didn't waste any time getting back in the camper, the canopy, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should let everybody know you're – even though you hadn't been on a Bigfoot expedition before, you have Bigfoot activity around your house. And yeah, uh, we, you've actually seen one before, so you even know what they look like. Yeah, that's the – that's the weird thing. And as near as I could tell, you know, the next morning we go out there, um, it wasn't nearly as tall as the others that, uh, the other one that we had seen around the house. Mm -hmm. So that was, so I don't know, over in that little area, depending on where it was standing, I couldn't tell as far as the depth perception. That was the other thing. Ground was too hard. Yeah, it's hard to do. Well, uh, yeah, and the whole hill is sloped, and you know, and at night, if he's standing closer to you, he's taller, and maybe you think he's further away, and he's shorter. You know what I mean? Yeah, I had I had no idea, but as far as you know, prints that we saw close to the camp, you know, they were smaller. They weren't like huge. So I was just thinking yeah. maybe it was like juveniles coming in just to do the look see, or and that would have been my guess too. Call it. Yeah. Yep. Well, and to keep, you know, let everybody else know here at the, uh, you may have actually already seen it at this point, but where they go there, uh, take their doomsday march up to the Standing Stones at exactly midnight. They had to go down the trail that goes right around that area that you're talking about, this wooded hillside with like six or seven uh, collapsed log cabins and debris all over it. So uh, really difficult oh, yeah. to get through. Tons of places you could hide. Um, you know, and they <laughs> and they were hearing things in there too, and they were walking past it, and while they were up on the hill. So yeah, no I'm doubt. sure we had the local squatch with all kind of interest in what we were up to and what we were doing there. 
Oh, no kidding. The neighborhood squash kids were having fun playing with us. <laughs> what are these but, crazy humans doing here? Everybody's scared of this ghost town. They never camp here. And you know what? One of the things that tells me that nobody camps there is uh, if you all go back and look at the original Coloma video that I did three years ago, you'll see where I do a pan around in a circle from where our camp is, and I show everything in every direction. And there's a dilapidated building across the street from us that's got a whole bunch of fallen timber and branches and stuff. And, uh, you know, most of the area had that line all over the place. Well, here it's been three years later. There's plenty of camping spots. There's even fire pits there. None of that wood has been burned up. Oh, none That of tells me nobody is staying overnight up there because you've got just mounds of perfectly dry firewood laying all over the place within range of at least three fire pits, and nobody's used any of it. Yeah, and if they are, I have no idea, you know, they're braver souls than the rest of average people, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised nobody's just grabbed all the free firewood that's slammed on the ground up there, to be honest with you. It's kind of like, what? Uh, doesn't anybody burn wood around here? Because we've been laying here uh, aging for like three years. It should work really good now. <laughs> oh. Lordy, Lord. crazy. Well, apparently, according to the audio cast, there's a death pot over at his camp, and he, him and Creaser had their tents really close to each other over there. Um, they had all kinds of activity over by their tents pretty much all night long. And there was sort of a break between right around 4 and 4.20 or 4.30, I think. Mm-hmm. So it would be interesting if that's about the time you got up and went to the bathroom, all of a sudden they went, well, what am's awake? And they sort of took a powder <laughs> until you were sure you were back in the truck again. Maybe, because um, it was, was funny. Um, getting up, you know, I that was the only movement I heard was uh, was closest to me. I didn't I didn't hear anything off in the direction where uh, Jeff and Travis were camped. So who knows? Yeah, we were a bit far from them, though. I mean, if there's anything mm-hmm. sneaking around over there, we probably wouldn't have heard it. We were no, no, I, I yeah. didn't hear half yeah, a football hear field from them. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm just. I'm just glad I'm just glad the truck didn't like shake on me or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, last time I was there after it got done buffeting my tent all over the place and uh researcher X finally set up a car alarm and ran right past the SUV and slapped the side of it. Just to give her a little bit too. So uh that Bad. was that one was a little bit more tense than this one was, <laughs> let's just say. But we had just no shortage of activity up there, man. They were all kinds of interested in what we were doing and we were finding structures and tracks, and the only thing we didn't find pretty much was hair. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, not seeing any other any other uh, tracks like for bear or anything like that. You know, mm-hmm. that was, you know, as far as over by the berry bushes, I didn't get over there. Did Jeff or, Jeff or Travis find any uh, bear tracks over in the berry patch? No, I, they didn't say anything about finding any bear tracks over there. And the last time we were up there, we didn't find any either. We did find some deer and elk tracks, which, you know, we found elk poop when we were up mm-hmm. there this time, too. Yeah. And, yeah, of course, did. the local uh, ranch man has, lets his cattle uh, graze all over the place up there. So you find cow tracks and cow patties and stuff. But you don't see any evidence of there being any bears or mountain lions or anything like that up there at all. Yeah, that was that was a funny thing, I thought. 
Well, that generally is a funny thing unless, you know, Bigfoot are living in the area, and then you got a real good reason why the bear and the mountain lions aren't around there. Yeah, the bear and the mountain lion have a good idea not to be there either, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, they got a lot better sense of smell and other senses than we do, and if they, you know, if they sense those things are around there, they're not going to go there, because bears especially, there's been multiple reports of Bigfoot killing and eating bears. In a mountain lion, they might just see it as a nuisance that they don't want in their area and squash them too, so. <clears throat> uh, there's, they have good reasons to not go into those areas, let's just say. Uh, but it was a really good weekend. It really was. I mean, definitely uh, want to be going out and doing it again, Duke. I really do. So, All right, brother. Well, you're, I'm looking forward to it because you're pretty steady when there's uh, weird stuff going on. You don't panic easy, and that's the kind of people you want to bring with on these kind of expeditions. Yeah, it's one of those things, you know. If you're scared, say you're scared, you know. But yep. I don't know. I'm not scared. And if you're not scared, stupid. just admit you're crazy. <laughs> crazy. Or just say you're stupid. I'm just stupid. <laughs> That's the one I usually pick. <laughs> it's either two or three. It's either, oh, I'm just crazy. That's why I'm not scared. You know, and the funny thing was, you probably heard me a couple times during the night when the when Jeff and uh, Travis were hearing noises, what's that over there? And I'd be like, oh, calm down. It's probably just Bigfoot. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I realized that that sounded like really ludicrous, and I probably shouldn't say that because actually I'm thinking about the potential of it being the little people or a mountain giant. You know, to me it's like, oh, it's only Bigfoot. Okay, don't worry about it. So, you yeah, know, the, the next you. day we did discover that there was a small entrance to the collapsed mine that was like right on the hillside, maybe like yeah. what, 60, 70 feet from where our camp was. And it was yeah. you know big enough for a little person to crawl, walk in and out without bumping their head. So, yeah, uh, yeah that was, was kind of creepy too. Crazy. That's the other, that's the creepy thing, you know, as far as all the mine entrances. That was the one second one I saw. You know, those mine entrances, they could be anywhere into those bushes up there too. You know? Yeah. Well, they've and, been sitting uh, there 100 years, so you can imagine how overgrown the areas where they were at. And where, you know, like that one didn't look like it was actually even meant to be an entrance. Like part of the building had collapsed and knocked open part mm-hmm. of an entrance to it. Yeah. So thank you for that, because I didn't really know too much about the little people until I came on that, that trip. So <laughs> <laughs> well, fortunately, they didn't seem to have any interest in us, and they were just letting the squatches harass us. <laughs> Yeah, uh, man, I'll tell you. Yeah, it make, makes me wonder, you know, if the little people in the Squatch avoid each other. I don't know. But we definitely had Squatch activity up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, plenty of it. Found plenty of tracks, and you even got to see one. Everybody else just got to hear them and find wow. tracks. <laughs> yeah, so. big, big brown and black thing out in the out between two, between two trees trying to pretend it's a bush or a tree. That's kind of funny. Yeah, that's it's funny to laugh at. It's funny to laugh at it now, but it was kind of freaky to see it the first time, you know. So, and it wasn't Yeah, they just freeze away. up and, they're, and they do that, I'm a bush or I'm a tree or I'm a stump or whatever. Yeah. You know, I caught that one pretending to be a stump about 60 feet away right just before sundown. And, you know, I, yeah, I, yeah. He, he almost had me convinced until he started glaring at me and then he blew it. <laughs> But I played along anyway and went, okay, you're a stump. You're a pissed-off-looking stump. I'm going to keep walking. 
<laughs> yeah, that's the other thing, you know. No, having time to think about it, you know, afterwards. I didn't keep the flashlight on it because I didn't even didn't want to think I'd outed it. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. From it seems like they get that's something that'll actually rile them up if you bust them like pretending to be something and you catch them doing it. They get mad about that, so it's better to just pretend that <laughs> you didn't notice. Yeah, and uh, it was stock still. It wasn't even swaying, you know. Yeah. Not, no movement whatsoever. It was just a hairy bush standing out between two trees. Well, that's it. If you hadn't had a good flashlight to be able to differentiate that there was hair on it and it was the wrong color, like if you had one of those old 1970s flashlights or something, that would have worked flawlessly. Yeah. Yeah. But nope, I... I had a mini version of a searchlight, so. <laughs> yeah. He had one of those miniature sun things. <laughs> one of those LEDs. <laughs> laser emitting death ray. <laughs> That's it. The laser emitting death ray. <laughs> All righty. Well, thanks for coming along to the uh, to the Coloma expedition. Really uh, appreciated you being there and for all the help you gave with everything along the way. And uh, it was really fun to have you there and looking forward to doing some more yeah. squatching with you in the future. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, to it, Duke, because I really appreciate the opportunity to go. Thanks for taking me along, man. So, All right, brother. I'll talk, I'll talk to you later, bro. Bye. Okay. Well, thanks for being on the show. <laughs> How was that? Uh, that should be pretty much perfect. So yeah, now all you got to do is just uh, just hang around up here, and I'll end the call, and we're all done. All righty. So other guys I, have done when that. I get her put together, I'll make sure to send it to you, so you get to get to look at it right away. Okay. Anybody uh, have the other guys done their interviews yet? Nope. You're the first one. I got four more to do. Oh, cool. Cool. I'm looking forward to hearing their stories about the EM. The EMS. So, well, yeah, and wait we hear all the we, stuff that happened to me and uh, Bear Downey the previous weekend. Man, we had all kinds of activity too. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, it's it was nuts, man. Well, well, bro, I'll I'll let you go. You get you're gonna be busy for a little bit. So, anyway, say hi to the guys for me. All right, man. I will take care, brother. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.